Hey everyone, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and we are back to a traditional Steel Wars interview episode. I'm very excited. This was um, something that had been in talk since Star Wars Celebration in the back rooms and bars. Um, while actual news is being made, we were talking about our little world and um, how much fun it is. But welcome to the podcast for the first time. But And I want to get into this. In, in my fandom, like you've always like you've always been there for whenever I've been in America, which is, 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 is quite surreal, but, um, Richard and Sarah Wosky, how are you doing from the skywalking through Neverland podcast? And also what we'll, uh, we'll get into is, uh, today in star Wars history, which is a, uh, a book they authored and published, which, my voice just went up a little bit then because publishing a book I hold in highest regard. So I'm I'm very proud and envious. But welcome to the pod, you guys. Well, hey, hey, Steel, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it was uh, during Star Wars Celebration and, and people were getting their arms cut off in that cantina and blasted and Rodian <laughs> pieces are going everywhere. And you were saying, hey, uh, Han and Greedo, can you take a, a moment, one second? Because I want to talk to Richard and Sarah for a moment. And, and Ponda Bob was like, um, hurry up, my armor's on the floor. Yeah. The cantina band's going to strike it up again. So So schedule something so we can move on with our lives. <laughs> I remember that night so clearly. That's that's, that's the way it happened, right? Right, God. and I think we had just had some drinks too. Yes. I, yeah. I, with that many Star Wars references, I think you might be the lost Kasdan brother. It's uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> your mouth to Kathleen Kennedy's ears. <laughs> <laughs> that night was so it's one of my favorite Star Wars celebration things, and it's the do nothing but lurk in the bar night. And just yes. and just see who I um you know bump into and and get to spend a time a bit of time with and having um been like cut off from all that for so long and in my time going to all the events in like LA and San Diego and you know celebrations and stuff like you guys have always been a fixture like you know just like a few rows over hey how you doing <laughs> and it was so I think I was gushing about it that night to you but it was just such a like. We're back. We're, we're, we're doing dumb things on the weekend again. Yes. <laughs> very, very much so. Yeah, I, it's, it's sad at some of these big press events. You can look over, hey, that's Steel right over there. Steel, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. And, and then this person and that person. And after the event, everyone disperses. Like, oh, I didn't talk to that person or that person or this person. But we always see them and, and wave to them. But I'm so glad we get a chance to finally connect. And We're making up for that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was all, I don't know, it was such a warm, like, feeling for me, like, because it was such a strange new world, not knowing anyone, and just having someone to go, hey, like, <laughs> like that little bit of, um, like, if I'm back in Melbourne, I'm used to bumping into people, like, all the time, but, yeah, moving to another country, whilst you know some people, it's, it's a little bit of a solitary, like, sort of thing, so it was, um, yeah, it was always a nice thing just to, like, I just know someone to say hey to. And, um, you know, compared to like the first time I went to a big fan thing, which was at 
like San Diego Comic Con, like the uh, maybe you, you should know, or actually that part of the book's probably not out yet because that's later in the year. But um, in 2014, and just not knowing a single person, it was sort of um, it was always so nice to like see you guys around. And um, one thing that always caught me about you, though, I was like, there's a couple of people that like know how to have fun. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars, George Lucas has been saying since day one, Star Wars equals fun. If you can't have fun with it, go do something else. Because this is all about reliving your childhood or making friends, connecting, being creative. And when you see other people just not taking advantage of that, I'm really, really sorry for them. Whereas where celebration, I, I love the celebrations because people go there to celebrate not just Star Wars, but their fandom and their friends. And like you were saying, that night at that bar, every that bar was full of fans and podcasters and YouTubers just having having fun with each other and saying hello and, hey, I love your work and I love your work. Let's get together and do this. And we're all, everyone there had a huge smile on their face. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, it's just good to be like... Yeah, just just positive. In the mix. Yeah. yeah. And 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 just sort of like like the movies and that are like super sick and the TV shows, but it's like the human interaction and experience that sort of like gets you into it, like gets you amped to like get more into it so then you can go back and talk about it sort of thing. So uh yeah, I I, I love the 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 jamboree night where it's it's just who yeah. knows what goes on. Now your book, Today in Star Wars History, it covers January to June. We've got part one, and part two is about to come out. But part two is... It, oh, what, my God. What, what is this? What is this? What is this over here? What's what's going on here? This is wow. a proof copy. We just got our proof copy, and we went through it all. We made some changes, fixed some things here and there, and now it's, 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 officially, it's officially done, as oh far as Sarah stars. knows. <laughs> Sarah said once because Sarah did all this amazing design work inside with all these pictures and editing the pictures and, and the color, recolorizing the pictures and the layout and she said Rich you just add one one decimal one <laughs> dot one period it could knock the whole thing out of whack and it's true it's like hey Sarah um something, Tales of the Jedi Tales of the Jedi out. just happened and can we add that in there and <laughs> And Star Wars just just won at the Saturn Awards. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, second I, edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, but today is today going to make it? Because today is a pretty big day in Star Wars history. Like I, that's like we're talking on Wednesday the twenty sixth. The the almost Halloween of yes. October. That's the date. Um. And we just had Andor episode eight and Tales of the Jedi, the the six episodes come out. Is that making? Is that making this? Uh... Yep, yep. There, there are things in here that haven't even <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> because because we, oh, get, we... Oh, wait wait what 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 year what year in December does the Ryan Johnson trilogy come out? Can you just flick? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is two thousand and seventy nine. Oh, gosh. Right. Yeah, and Kevin Feige, <laughs> 2077. All right, I'm going to have to eat healthier. <laughs> and there's Damon Lindelof, um, 2059. Dude, don't do that one. Too. That's my new dream, and you're already like yeah. cut, cutting the hand off. 
don't 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 go there. Don't don't even think about it. It's like uh huh. Just just nod and say yes until Please. you see a trailer. Until until you see it hit Disney Plus or the theaters. Yeah, they they keep on announcing things like uh huh uh huh. That's why a lot of those announcements are not in here because a lot of those announcements never come through. So this this stuff is all based on facts. <laughs> Maybe um the deluxe edition can have the um. The, the erased, the erased from StarWars.com. Um, <laughs> this day in non-history. Yeah. Gone without a trace. Yes. But asterisk, asterisk. There are a couple of things in here that almost happened, like the episode two and episode three. They were going to convert those into 3D. Yeah. And yes. they, were, they had release dates in October. They never made it because Disney bought Lucasfilm and said, hey, we're not going to put our money into that. We're going to put our money into new stuff. Right. So... There was an asterisk there, so there are. I didn't do entries for the dates that would have seen the release of the episode two and episode three 3D releases. I I, I had to. There were there were so much fun to put in there. Oh well, but things like the whole the Ollie, whatever they announce a director, announce a film. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, uh, Patty Jenkins is gonna do a film. It's yeah. Like uh, okay, those kind of things just upset me. So they don't <laughs> they don't make it in here. Hey, we just want to know what happened in Star Wars, not yes. what didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A couple of asterisks. Other than that, we're we're good. We're everything in here is fact checked and actual. So no, no, none of those uh, false promises, as I call them. Yeah. Now you guys have been in the game. Like, there's there's photos of you, Richard, in here, at um, you know, dressed as Luke Skywalker, like very, very young, like. You've done a book covering the Star Wars, you know, the history of Star Wars. Like, could you ever imagine a today, a day like today where it's just like so many different types? Like, I had so many different Star Wars itches itched. In the, <laughs> I, I don't want to go into my personal health, but um, <laughs> I, I got a very good itch in the past 12 hours from so many different, like, sort of, like very enriching angles for different reasons, but like, uh, h- how did you tackle it, Sarah? Like, what was your strategy? Which way did oh. you go? Who did you click first? Oh my gosh! Well, so I mean, that's a little bit of a hard question for us because we do get screeners. So, ah, okay. yes, but we did hit Andor first because we had already watched tales of the jedi and done a full review yesterday we recorded and had that ready to go today so on our podcast episode so we were all excited about that but it was very exciting to watch andor so that's the one we clicked first because right now oh my gosh that series is just firing on all cylinders but had we not got the screeners i think we would have chosen tales of the jedi first because we went to star wars celebration 2022 we went to the tales of the jedi panel that dave filoni was on moderated by amy ratcliffe and it was basically a discussion between the two of them where dave filoni just got on his star wars soapbox and just went you know how he does that right and then they showed Master Yaddle, Jedi Master oh, Yaddle. Yes. It's like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything with Jedi Master Yaddle, we're, we're right there, Dave. That's all you had to say is tales of Master Yaddle and, and tickets sold. I, I've got bad news about season two, though. <laughs> what? Wait, wait a minute. No, wait. no, no, no. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I've just... what, what kind of order is that? I, I got to change the topic. I got to change the topic. I got to change the topic. You know what? Just in case. <laughs> going no going back to that original question, if you had ever told this kid right here, this kid right right over there, there's me in 1977, 
meeting Darth Vader with my sister, holding up a a force beam lightsaber. You ever told that kid that there would be so many Star Wars TV shows? I, my whole head would have went boom. It would have imploded, exploded, and imploded once again. Yeah, and then, and then it's like, and they put it at midnight on a Wednesday. Really? <laughs> I can, yeah. No, that's the bit I don't. I find far fetched. That's uh, why would you do that? But um, well, what does, did you watch, Steel? What did you? I, I was. Oh, thank you for asking, sir. I appreciate that. Um, the Andor first. Okay. I, 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 and I, I, so I, I stayed up to watch Andor. Got and it. then I, I, I had my little sleep. And then after I got everyone off to their various places of business for the day, um, I, yeah, tucked in. And I was quite surprised. I thought it was like three, like it was like Ahsoka episode one, two, three, Count Dooku one, two, three. But I kind of liked the way it sort of, you know, you had two and then one and like, I, I couldn't really, I can't even remember the order, but <laughs> I, I, I did like that it was sort of, it kept everything fresh. Mm-hmm. Like I, I sort of got to enjoy both stories for longer and do you know what I mean? Sort of like it took it away oh, for yeah. a bit and then it's like, oh, back to this. But I, yeah, I was pretty like and or and or and or, so I wasn't really thinking about the cartoons too much, but um, good stuff. Like went places that like smack dab into the menace. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. Sifo Diaz deleting yeah. the files. Dooku <laughs> is stealing Sifo Diaz's ID and going to the library and going, hey, is this anyone watching? I'm going to delete this right over here. Yeah. In this day and age, when you have cameras, every, you have cameras on a doorbell, everything is being recorded. You'd think that they'd have cameras in the Jedi archives. And, <laughs> and you hear a voice, uh, Dooku, aisle three, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not for you, Dooku. That's not your name either. It's it, Sifo Diaz. Put that ID back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Did Dooku actually not know what every, all the Jedi were buzzing about? Like, you no. know how he... Because it, it, it's just quite a coincidence that they did that at the same time. But maybe... Well, yeah, they had to condense the story. They had to get it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm just sort of trying to... Yeah, it could be. I'm just trying to like back thing it of like, yeah. well, maybe because they are going to reveal themselves. That's when like Sidious said, go de- delete this now because things yeah. are in motion sort of thing. So that does make sense. But um, when it was like Yaddle and Qui-Gon and I'm sort of just like, oh, this is interesting. And oh, Yaddle talks like that. And then I was like, <laughs> wait, hang on. <laughs> Like, they're talking about Sith Lords, and Qui-Gon's there. We're in Menace! Yeah. It was was super fun. 
Yeah. Whenever you can roll any kind of a new story into a film, it's just like what they did with Clone Wars Season 7. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Right now, Revenge of the Sith is going on. So whenever you watch Revenge of the Sith again, you know what's going on in the others in the other room. And just like this, when you're watching Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace, I know if you just pan the camera to the left, <laughs> I know it's right there. You go to Padme's funeral. Oh, spoiler alert. Padme's funeral. You know, Ahsoka is hiding in that crowd yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love a new, fresh perspective on the films. It is it is makes things more interactive for the viewer. Yeah, and I thought it was done pretty tastefully because you can sort of over like cook it sort of thing with the uh, yeah you know like references you know, or something. IG eighty eight becoming the Death Star. That's and I'll leave it there. Okay, um, that's that's when you sort of like come on um, <laughs> the. What was the other? Oh, and then the Ahsoka thing sort of intertwined with. Clone Wars season seven, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Right in the victory and death episode, when she's mm-hmm. marched out to the clone army, it's like, okay, this is what all of her, all of her training has led up to this moment, right? Yeah, that was because I'm not like, like I'm, I'm, I'm no Corey Van Dyke when it comes to um, Clone Wars knowledge, but I was sort of like, ah, oh, Star Wars reference, yeah. But, yeah. but you know how you can be a Clone Wars expert. By reading today <laughs> in Star Wars history, I have broken down every single one of those episodes, so you can flip through and go, "What what happened in the episode ambush? What happened in Twilight of the Apprentice from Rebels?" Oh, I can read it within a couple of minutes and go, "Okay, that's what happened." And re- kind of refresh your memory. It is very handy, I must say, because I have edited the whole book after I put it in the layout and read every single thing. And yes, a lot of these things in tales of the Jedi are referencing stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah. And it's like fresh in my head. Cause I've read today in star Wars history. <laughs> now, and you've, there's so many episodes of clone wars and rebels and resistance and Ewoks and droids. Like, but what happened in what episode though? The last couple of years, I've just done nothing but watch every one of those episodes and oh my God. broke them down story point by story point. So when you read it in the book, it's like, okay, now I remember what happens. Now, talking about, like, you've just got the, you know, the proof there or the, you know, the final print-off, and you're talking about all these references and stuff. When you put the proof up, I got a cold shiver through my spine because I was looking through your book um, before we started, and I got to, like, the bibliography, and it's... The index, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the index. Bibliography is where it gets... Yeah, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no problem. Y- y- that's why I, you guys are the authors and I'm just <laughs> here. Um, but you can look up any um, topic here and it tells you what pages are going to be mentioned on. And just the work in that alone... That seems like four months' work. <laughs> That's us one week of nonstop indexing. Yes. Friends would call, hey, Rich, do you want to go to this? And, hey, Rich, do you want to go to Not Scary Farm? Do you want to go to Universal? I can't. I get to index tonight. I, I just finished a big project for my shop back home, this big, like, wall Photoshop collage thing, and I had to take on that, like, like I had a, I had a, I had a free bed at the Hard Rock at Comic-Con, across oh. the road. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, got a Photoshop. Yeah. So <laughs> your resolution. But, hey, Sarah, do you have, you did the layout. Like, mm-hmm. is, is that, like, part of, like, have you done that previously? Because, I like, to your credit, it's, like, like it's, it's a, like, 
I don't know. Like, it's a book. Like, it's got, like, a, <laughs> like a professional. No, no, it looks good. Like, it's all like you got the imperial, like, pill thing, and then it's color coded, very easy on the eye, and like things are, uh, like bolded that should be bolded. And <laughs> like, no, but just like the layout is A1. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like is that your background or? So I'm a graphic designer and I ah. also, I've worked at an architecture firm where we had to put together using InDesign, which is what I used for this. It's, uh, but I had to use InDesign to make, um, like, uh, what are those called? Like architecture briefs where you try to get jobs, you know, so you have to like put together pictures. Anyway, it's kind of similar. So that, but then. Um, I just found out that I loved doing it and Richard, you helped design it as well. You know, like I have the skills to do it, but you know, you know what you wanted kind of in your head. Yeah. When it came to like, the, well. the outlines, like hey, we got to make it more Star Wars. Like how about right. those Death Star lights? Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I put it together and I found like once we had w- what we created for part one, part two actually became a bit of a joy to lay out, even though we were under a time crunch, just because it's so fun to make these Google doc words that you have mm-hmm. um, just beautiful, right? It's so fun to take it in and craft it and make it just look great and easy on the eye. Like you say, just like a tip that if you are under a time crunch, all you yeah. had to do was just drop back the date that part two of star Wars, like, like, like you could just put that. Oh, let's just put that at the end of December. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, well, and that, we and wanted that's like to put your it deadline. out. Right, we wanted to put it out before Christmas. Ideally, we actually did end up dropping back the date a little bit. Yeah. Because we wanted ah, it to come out on November seventeenth, which is the Star Wars holiday special. Yes. Premiere date. That's that's the official Life Day debt. Life Day uh, holiday celebration yeah. yes but, but you're mis- you're mistaking my comment for practical advice right the only deadline is what you set for yourself right but That's if, if we if we put it if we push the deadline back we would you know we would say let's push it back another month another month another month another month another month yeah and, and then we, it would never come out i know yeah. about that so <laughs> how did the whole genesis of today in star wars history like how how did you get the idea and then how like did you enact the idea it all started back in the 1970s way before you were born there still and this is when there there wasn't <laughs> wasn't a whole lot of star wars merchandise out there there'd be books and some comics and i'd want to make my own merchandise so i would just write down if i saw a book it's like oh Luke Luke Skywalker was played by Mark Hamill. I'd write that down. I, I would take notes in in the books, and I would I would find myself writing down dates. Right for no no apparent reason. I was a horrible history student. But you're a big numbers person. Well, that you, like yeah. numbers just stick in your head. They do, and I just kept writing out all these dates. And my folder for all my dates would get thicker and thicker and thicker. I'd walk into a bookstore, a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Remember those Walden books? What? And I would bring a pad of paper and a pen and just start writing. If I read a, a magazine or a book, I, hey, there's a date in there. I'm going to write this down for no no reason. And then I got I, a computer. I, I do have to confess this. I am from the FBI and I'm just here to bust you for uh, copyright infringement in the early 80s. And now that you've you've confessed on, on air. Yes, my name is Steel Saunders. <laughs> I live at 123 Fake Streets. <laughs> <laughs> right across from the Hard Rock. Yes, that's where you can uh, find me. 
Don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. <laughs> so, so you like had this love of Star Wars dates, yeah, and and essentially you started writing this book like forty years ago. Forty-five years ago, I started writing this book, and I just I just found in my computer files one of some of the original notes I had going back to the '90s, and I know I've got original handwritten notes going back to the '70s. I just got to find those. I do have those somewhere, but now everything, and those were just things I would write down, but now I've got to fact check everything. I've got to make sure that there's, there's information in here that you're not going to see anywhere else. Like if I make a, a a notation for Carrie Fisher's birthday, I'm not going to put in just the regular stuff you'd find on Wikipedia or anywhere else. I'm going to, I'll go through eight, 10 different interviews and find a nugget of information it's like, oh, I didn't know that. So if I didn't know that, chances are a lot of other people may not have known that. And I'll include that in there. A fun so, quote. So I'll put yeah. a ton of fun facts into every single one of these entries. And plus, I was at a lot of these events that I, I have entered into, into here. So I have firsthand experience. And whereas a lot of other reference books may not, they'll just put down the, the, the basic facts. But I'll, since I'm there... I know what happened behind the scenes. I know what happened on stage at, at Star Wars Celebration Zero, the 10th anniversary for Star Wars. I was in that room with George Lucas's very first convention appearance, and I was there with, through his big Q&A. I know what he was feeling like and what, what was going on there. How was he feeling? <laughs> George? Oh, he's, he's very good. He was asking about you. Okay, good. Um, hey, to your point, the fact that you guys have been at so many ev- events or are able to like you know connect with other people that have as well, the photos inside are so refreshing, like because they're all new angles and and, and photos and even some of the production photos that you've like sourced I've I'd never seen before, but just seeing all your photos of like the conventions and stuff that aren't the stock standard yeah like like listen full credit to the Perellis family but if i want to read about you know star wars rebels premiering i'm I'm sick of seeing them up the front of that cinema all right you know (laughs) i'm up the back i'm out of shot where's my time so i'm glad that but to, to my point it's um it's just awesome like as a star wars fan it's almost like going through your like while you're reading but your star wars photo album because there's all these like like, it's exciting to see, like, oh, that's, like, the angle from there, or they took that photo of that thing at Celebration, or they met that person there, and um, it really adds to it. And also, to your point, reading all the little thing, like, it is, like, I'm pretty jaded to Star Wars, you know, like, a lot of the stuff I sort of, like, I like to think what I want to know, I know already which is a pretty arrogant place to be, but I'm fine with it. But um, yeah, you did put some good like sugar on, on the, on, and like have some fun with it. It was, um, it was super good, but this was one of the, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Cause I, I saw that you had um, the photo of the poster for that 10 years convention. Like what, what, like, what was it like? Like that was, was an amazing, an amazing convention because at that point it was the mid, it was late eighties, eighty seven, when Star Wars was going into hibernation. If you were, if you said you were a Star Wars fan, people would have said, "Oh yeah, that movie from way back then." And you weren't considered the cool kids like you are now. I see you're a Star Wars fan. People are like, "Oh, I like Star Wars too." And at my school, 
it was me and another friend who were the only ones who really back still into Star Wars. We went from Boston to Los Angeles, and there's a whole big hotel full of Star Wars fans. I could yell something out, and they would know exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. I could we could have conversations about not just oh yeah, do you like Star Wars? Yes, that was a good movie. You can talk about the production of it. You can talk about the sequels, the prequels, where it's going. Oh yeah, did you read Starlog uh, magazine? Issue 101, oh, yes, when they're talking about the Ewok adventure. And, yes, I, I knew about that, too. There were, there were cosplayers walking around. And at the local conventions in Boston, you'd see, like, a, a Luke or a Han. And that was it. Here, you see Darth Vader walking this way, Boba Fett walking that way, a Tusken Raider walking this way. I, I didn't want to come home. <laughs> <laughs> this was my mecca. You become jaded to it now. But the first few times you see a stormtrooper, it's like, it's... I mean, it's Star Wars. It's come into my room. That's it's it's so good. But, um, like Sarah, for you, like Richard's been working on this for like decades. Before she was born. When 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 did you find out about the book, and how did you become involved? Well, okay, so that that kind of ties in with your previous question, which is that. Richard, you and I started the podcast and we started interviewing authors and we became very good friends with like Russell Flores, who wrote Seen Unseen Disneyland and Joshua Schaefer. So we have people, authors who have published their own books. And I think it was Russell who was kind of the cheerleader for you, right? Yeah, Russell Flores, who wrote a couple of Seen Unseen Disney books where you go to Disneyland and, hey, I bet you hadn't ever noticed this before. So he'll he'll write about things that you probably had never seen or even noticed at Disneyland. Like the fact that the trash cans are themed to each land. And so he was he was the one who said, you should put, and I was I was talking to him about all these dates I had in a in a folder somewhere. And he said, you should write these in a, in a book. Like, in a book? What? Do people still read books? And having other authors on the show and who self-publish their own books, like, this, this could be something. Mm-hmm. And so one day I said to Sarah, 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 um, can we talk for a little bit? <laughs> I sat her down. Yeah, I, I made her a, a, a nice hot beverage. And said, uh, you know, the podcast is great. It's it's a big monumental task. But let's I think we're ready for the next monumental task. <laughs> and, and I rubbed her feet and gave her, gave her some presents. <laughs> Lots of presents. Lots of presents. <laughs> what, a, what a dramatic way to <laughs> announce that you're going to be an author. Like, it, it seemed like it was building to something far more, more dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. But even I knew the end and I was like nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say that's 2016 probably 2015 oh, okay I wow would say. all right it's been in the works for quite a while but he had to do most of the work until a year ago right about then uh, i would say uh about 20 uh, 20 2020 oh yeah that's true is yeah. that that's when i thought i had it all done i hired <laughs> a, an editor named named justin Berger, who's done his own empire strikes back unauthorized books and, I, and he was editing it but as he was editing it, I was rewriting it because when you, when you, you know, uh, your work is never done. Mm. You finish something, you look at it again. It's like, no, I could do this again. So I'm trying to stay ahead of him as he's editing. And then I look at it again. It's like, no, I got to rewrite this once again. That's when Sarah's dad stepped in and he oh, went God. through it and kept trying to catch all this. Right, now, 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 now I'm getting nervous again. And, and, <laughs> but, but because he, he's a fan, he's a Star Wars fan, but he's not like a, a huge fan where you could tell him, hey, do you know who Kaibo Ren is? And right. like, no, I know Kylo Ren, but who's Kaibo Ren? And 
he was he would be able to read things. Say, Rich, as someone who's not a huge fan, I don't know what this. You're you're playing the pronoun there's, game. There's two types of people listening to this podcast. <laughs> there's one person, one type that thinks, "Oh, that's a deep cut," and then there's the other type that think you've got a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I I made the point by saying Kai Bo Ren and Kai Lo Ren. Two two different so, characters so, there. So Kai Bo Ren, is he a purple guy in droids or something? You know what? Actually, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I brought this up because it was on this date, October 26, 1985, <laughs> that the droids episode Revenge of Kai Bo Ren aired on ABC TV. And this <laughs> There's no way. I I think I just fell into a, a promo trap. <laughs> Sarah, look it up. October twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five. Am I am I correct? The Revenge of Kaibo Ren. There you have it. And Kaibo Ren was this little squat pirate. Yeah. That. Wait, so so do you know do you know most of these off the top of your head, or did you look that up like today? I I just happened to have have known that. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, Some of them a, I do. That's a, I, that's a disturbing yeah. use of brain power. Ask me who. Ask me who the vice president is. I couldn't tell you. I, I tell. Ask me who the, who the senator or governor of California is. Not a clue. Ask Ask me what anything about sports. sports. Yeah, I don't know. Touchdown. Is that a hockey thing? I don't know. But I can tell you all about Kaibo Ren, the pirate. The fact that you both said sports at the same time. <laughs> Was one of the sweetest moments I've I've ever dared. Um, well, because Sarah finishes my sentences and sentences. <laughs> How did you guys meet anyway? <laughs> Juvenile hall. Because like like to be honest, like when I saw the photos of you dressed as Luke, I just like you're such a pair. I just pictured you both as Muppet babies, like also cosplaying when you were like in primary school. But how, how did you guys meet? We met at a swing dance Halloween night. So it was on like a Halloween swing dance. And uh, yeah. And, and Richard, and it was in 2005. Mm-hmm. And Richard, you were dressed as Anakin Skywalker. And I was dressed as like a... Um, a barmaid wench, you know, very low cut top. And oh, I was so hoping you were going to say Padme. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. So at that time, like I loved Star Wars and I had been into Star Wars growing up, but I, my, my Star Wars a fandom had kind of waned. But I also bit. loved me a wench. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, so, uh, but... by where I don't say that. But so it was me. I, I walked ac- I saw... I was at the swingers place that I went to a lot, and there was a lot of guys that I already knew, and they were kind of older. So whenever someone young walked in the room, I'm like, ooh, I gotta go. So I, I walked across the room, and I asked, can I dance with a Jedi? And I said, do you want to marry me? <laughs> and it was 13 years ago yesterday that we celebrated... That we we got married. Yes. Ah, oh, congratulations! So you got married on your anniversary, or almost? No, well, almost. Yeah, because it's, it's almost we, Halloween. We met on October twenty first, two thousand five. Because mm-hmm. I I know these things. Yes. But we got married on October twenty fifth, two thousand nine. Yeah. So and and she said, "Can dance with a Jedi." I thought, "Ooh, who's this little pretty young wench here?" Yeah. And then she was quoting Star Wars, like. Where have you been all my life? And on our first date, we talked about John Williams like all night. It was yeah. great. Ever have that that string of bad dates? Like, <laughs> uh, what's this one going to bring? So I wrote down a couple of topic things to talk about later on. While she wasn't looking, I'd be like, yeah, how about those red socks? 
they played a good football game, didn't they? And that Governor Newsom, uh, just things that uh, we would t- could talk about. And then all of a sudden, she's talking about John Williams. I, I was like, excuse me one second. Got my list and <laughs> didn't need that list anymore. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is very, very sweet. Um, <laughs> how um, – and, and, and so, like – were you already, um, Sarah, like into like fandom events and stuff? Yes. Yeah. So I was actually, I mean, I've, I was into Star Wars before Richard. That's a question we get a lot. Like, did you get her into Star Wars or vice versa? People always assume I got her into Star yeah. Wars. Like, no, she, she had Star Wars toys. Yeah. 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 So I was already into that. I was already, um, I'm just, well, I was into Disneyland a lot. Like I'd go to Disneyland all the time, annual pass holder, things like that. Um, so that fandom was already there. Lucasfilm and Disney and all that um, was, I was always a big fan, but I think when Richard and I met, we ended up doing a lot more together than we would have separately. Mm. You know, like you became an annual pass holder at Disneyland. We went to convent. Like, I don't think I would be a convention goer if not for Richard. Um, Cause you took me to San Diego comic-con. Yeah. What? 2008. Oh, and, and 2007 mm-hmm. star Wars celebration was my, was my first celebration. And that was amazing. Yeah. So, you know, you go to one celebration, you're hooked, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. I but I was always the one of my friends before I re- met Richard who was like, okay, well, we got to see uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, opening night. And I would like plan it and everything. Yeah, sometimes people get shocked by that, but it's like, you know, it's like the most popular thing in the world. Like it, it's, it's, it's not that uncommon for two people to have enjoyed it previously. Like, oh yeah, it is. It is quite large. It's not a selective group of um, <laughs> if, in, in the no whisperers. Richard, what is your first date in either of the books that you remember? Like, what's the thing, the, the, the day in Star Wars history, the first one that you're like, I remember that one. The one that was in your brain first? Is that what you mean, kind of? May 25th, 1977. The, the release date for Star Wars. And I'm sure everything, what, that was the first date I put in because every thing you'd read back in the 70s would start off with on may 25th 1977 the world of cinema has changed because of this little science fiction movie created by george lucas and then i it just built on from there so So that was yeah that was the first date did you see it then no i was a star wars holdout (laughs) I, i i refused to see this star wars movie because I was still in the... Talk, talk about the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when I'm loyal to something, I'm loyal to something. And and in December of 1976, King Kong came out. The Dino De Laurentiis King Kong with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lang with King Kong played by Rick Baker. I was I loved King Kong. But then this new film came out called Star Wars and it was getting everyone's attention. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not over King Kong yet. I don't. So this. And you're eight. And I'm eight. Yes. So I thought Star Wars was rivaling King Kong. So I was like, no, I ain't seeing the Star Wars. But little by little, I would I would get the, t- the T-shirt. I remember the first T-shirt I had was Luke and C-3PO. I hadn't seen the film yet, but I just loved the design of C-3PO. And Luke looked like me, a little toe-headed kid. And I remember walking around and, and, and some girl came over to me and said, Star Wars. Did you see Star Wars? Like, no. She says, can I have your shirt? <laughs> I'm like, people are asking me for my clothes off my back. This, 
I can't hold out any longer. I I gotta see this thing. That, that, so what was it? August that you finally saw it? And then uh, August of 1977. And then a friend of mine said, "Rich, you know, in in Star Wars they have this big giant King Kong looking monster. His name is Chewbacca." It's like, oh, okay, all right, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. And I recall sitting there going, laser beams, spaceships, and 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 creatures, and monsters, and and this is this Darth Vader guy. What? Why didn't anyone tell me about this? I was I was mad at the world. My, I was my, furious. My, my question is this: It's 1977. What else did you have to do? Like, what was like? <laughs> you weren't getting barraged with content. It was like, it's it's let's go see the film. Uh, nope. I, I I was a loyalist. I was a loyalist to King <laughs> Kong, so I would not go see this the Star Wars movie. To this day, he has not seen Battlestar Galactica. Up, 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 up. They, they were they were in contention back then, so the, uh, you keep yours your your fandom over there, and this, I'll keep mine over here. I'm uh, I'm a purist, I'm a loyalist, and no, knowing what happened behind the scene between those two franchises, like nope. Okay, does John Dykstra get a mention in here? Or is he? He, uh, he, he yeah. does. John Dykstra cr- got, what, does get a mention, but once you credits- cross the company, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's in some there. some credits have been omitted Ooh. from my personal preference. <laughs> And that's just the way it is. <laughs> There's a little editorial business going on here, but I, I make sure I make up with it with, for with other stuff that you may not have known. Other credits. And what's fun is honestly, like this book is very factual. It's a great reference book, but you've personalized it because at the beginning of each month, you've written a preface for each month, like what Star Wars means for that month, and then at the end of each month. You've added trivia questions so you can test yourself and see how well you have retained the information for that month. We love our trivia over here. And it's like, yeah. this can't just be a reference book. Let's, let's really beef it up with trivia. And then Sarah, I think it was you who mentioned, let's put a little something personal before, a little yep. preface before each month. Like, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because, you know, Mar- January, any any month, like, why? Well, what happened that month? Why is that month so prevalent? What, what can we look forward to? It's like, well... That's a good idea, and just giving out some highlights and really what they meant to me. Yeah, like like November, like November, we got the Star Wars holiday special. That was a, a big event back in 1978. That meant a lot. That was Star Wars on TV. It was starting to cross mediums. Well, I, I've got for the second edition of this one, January 15th um, is a special date. I, I was born. Um, Ajax Citizen, thank you very much. But also, it was the day the Star Wars Holiday Special screened in Australia. Oh! All right, two things to add to that. I was born on January 16th. Ah! Which which makes you older than me. (laughs) Just don't do the math there. Don't don't do the math. And (laughs) Hey, hey, dude, you're peddling a book about dates. You better not joke about this sort of stuff. (laughs) That's that's very, very true. But (laughs) as much as I wanted to add things that happened internationally, I I just couldn't. The book would have been just all over the place. So even in the the preface to the whole book, I say this is is just United States. And not even so much North America, just United States because it's – there's – there's just so much out there, you know, you, uh, North America could mean how much. That's not just always America and Canada. They can go to out, other outlying countries. Like, yeah, I'm just, just to make sure it's that much, that's, it's that factual. I'm going to keep it just to America. And there's a so, couple, 
I mean, got once in a while, I'll slip in something for England or so, uh, Japan, but not not that often. So, d- d- does that mean like the like the Star Wars prequels filmed in Australia just don't exist, or what? Oh no, no, they they, they exist, but All right, I'm just if, checking, if, just if, if if when Star Wars came out in let's say in United Kingdom in December. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I we don't have that. I, I just I the the book would still be being written, right? And it's it's too sad a story anyway because. In Australia, I know, I know. Like Return of the Jedi was months. Star Wars was like almost like I think it was like nine months. But even the Phantom Menace, it was it was two weeks. We had to wait to watch the Phantom Menace from when you guys. Uh. So so publishing those dual dates, it's just so. I, I'm trying to forget those dark dates. Like, <laughs> um, what was what, what what was the first date um, that connected with you and and Star Wars, Sarah? Oh gosh. Uh, well, okay. Funny story. It doesn't exist because it would be no, no. I'm serious because to me, Heir to the Empire was the big book that really got my Star Wars fandom going. Like I had just seen the movies in like 1990 or 91, I was nine or 10. And, um, and, and so all of a sudden this book was published. I saw in my library heir to the empire with like star Wars on it. And, and I, I got it and I was like, wow, what's this? And this was 91 and I read it and I was like, my, my imagination just was opened to this world of star Wars that was in my head. And I was just so enamored with all of the books that came out. And so but when Re- Richard did his research, this date, the published date for Heir to the Empire does not exist. And that's that's the case with a lot of stuff in the 90s. No one kept records. Del Rey would just ship out books. To various bookstores. And it was, it was a, a gamble. Who would put up their books when? So there's not a consistent date for the for the uh, for the release date for heir to the empire. Even so, Timothy Zahn doesn't know. We asked him. I, yeah, I reached out to <laughs> okay. Anthony Daniels has helped me out with this. Billy D. Williams I reached out to Timothy Zahn. Timothy Timothy Zahn said I, I I don't know. I reached out to Del Rey and they said I you know what we we don't know. We just shipped the books out and we don't know when. People yeah. are gonna put them out, yeah. which was a big thing. So if I can't verify a date, it doesn't go in there. When and it came to the Nintendo, the Super Star Wars video games of the mid '90s, I called up Nintendo and said, "When did these games actually come out?" Because I'm seeing dates in November, I'm seeing release dates in June. Which ones were they? And they said, "Well, we we think it's November." It's like, no, I can't go with. I think I need to know. And after doing all this, yeah, I talked to actors. I've been, I've been in this book since I was five years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me, I think. So that's one, and I had to take the, and a lot of people love those games, those super Star Wars games of the yeah. mid-90s, but I oh, can't yeah. put them in there because I cannot verify the release date. Interesting. It's, and yeah. book book dates didn't really have a publishing date until the Harry Potter books. Mm. Then there were, there were events. It's like an animated Christopher Lee went into Del Rey and just <gasps> de- yes. deleted it all. Deleted it all. <laughs> yes. Called himself Sifo Dias. And- That's yeah. um, that. because I know um, there's like the, an authorized book, like Star Wars Year by Year. They have like a lot of dates, but then they'll have like a lot of like also in. Like 
we think it happened in this season and yeah. and, and, and that. So it, it is interesting without that, like everything now is like burned yeah. into the zeitgeist sort of thing. Yes. And today it's the book is called Today in Star Wars History, so I didn't want to do this, that. Also, also in the month of December, this happens. Like, well, if I can't have a date, it doesn't go in. There's nothing wrong with what Year by Year is doing. That's great that they're adding more stuff in there, but that's not what the intention of my book is. It needs to have that exact, exact date. Um, I, I could tell exact dates are very, like, passionate topic of yours. Yeah, they, they, they really are because there's, there's, there's so many books and reference stuff and websites who get a, a, a lot of things incorrect. And I just, doesn't want to call too many out. I don't want to call anyone like... out. And, you know, sometimes when you're writing a blog, you don't have time to do all the research and you got to look at two or three sites and books. And I'll go through some magazines I've had since the 1970s. Like, oh, I see an ad for this and it has a release date coming. The Star Wars video game coming on, on May 13th, 1980. It's like, oh, the date's right there. So I can verify that. So I need something like that. If there's too much uh, wiggle room, then I, I can't put it in there because I, I, lo- I love knowing things. And I don't want to do just the, I think it happened here or it could have happened here. Or I, I, I just like to have things exact. I'm, I'm a little OCD when it, comes, when it comes to that. And there there are some things like I found out that, you know the big May the Fourth. Every year you see May the Fourth be with you, mm-hmm. and it's and every news site will say this happened because of Margaret Thatcher. She was elected prime minister, so there was a big splash headline: May the Fourth be with you, Margaret Thatcher. That never happened. Someone fabricated that in 2011, and since then every site took that and go, "Oh, this must be gospel," and ran with it for the last 12, 11 years, and it never happened. <laughs> Wow! So because I I, have a, I got a friend, and I, I I didn't do all this research myself. I've got friends who specialize in different things, and I've reached out to them. Hey, can you verify this? Like uh, my friend Michael Coat, he is he is very vigilant when it comes to research on theater counts and seventy millimeter versus thirty five millimeter. I got a lot of that kind of great detail from him. Another author friend of mine, W. R. Miller, who's written a couple of books. He actually called up the London Library and said, hey, can you look at this newspaper from May 4th, 1979? And they, they went back and looked and said, yeah, no, no, this headline does not exist in the London Evening News. Ah, and wow. So so once again, if it, I love that. I love the whole May the 4th the mythology lore. thing. But yeah. if it didn't happen, I it's- can't put it in the book. True that. True that. So how do you generate the book? Like get it printed, like get it distributed. Like how's like all that sort of, um, there's one thing to have all the notes and put it together. And then you've got this amazing skill, but the actual, like the, to make Print a it. thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you yes. burst it. You yeah. burst the book. Because like the, like the presentation is like, it's like top notch. So how did it come to be this, this like, chunk of star wars fun <laughs> so that, that's that's your yeah arena. so yes lots of research and we discovered that kdp which is kindle direct publishing is on amazon on amazon through amazon would be the best for us we were lucky because even maybe three years ago they weren't as set up as they were to publish um books like they are now like single books so what it what it is is you know, you have to make a, uh, 
what is it called? Like a log, you have to make a login and all that stuff. And then there's, you know, I, I watched lots of YouTube videos, lots of how to's on how to, how to publish, how to do all this, lots of trial and error. And you upload your book, you have all your text, you have your metadata, you have all that written. Like it's just, it's a big ordeal. If you've never published a book, like it's about 20 times more work than you think it is because of all of this stuff that you have to do. And, and every once in a while, I would hear lots of cursing coming from her office. Like, yes. oh boy, I'm going <laughs> to close my door here. <laughs> it's true. That's how I get it all out. But um, yeah, so I figured it out and you you click publish, but then there's things like then they go through it and then they send back emails like, oh, you have to change this and this and this. And so you think you're done, but you're never, you always have to like change something and it takes forever. Um, and then they, they ask you about the pictures. Hey, are these your pictures? They, yes, we've got photo releases for yeah. every, nothing here is from the Lucasfilm Disney archive. Right. Everything here is from us, which sometimes we'll get a, a movie poster and take a picture of the movie poster. It's like, okay, there's, there's this, if we want to use the, the artwork, you can't use the actual artwork, but you can take a picture and use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's, that's how we did it through KDP, um, Kindle direct publishing. And yeah. And if anyone has any questions on that, <laughs> let me know. Cause oh. I feel like an expert now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the paper, you have to also do the cover as well. And the cover is like exact specs based on um, like how big your book is. And that's another thing. Like, zero like 250 to 300 pages your text has to be a certain width inside of your layout and if you go over 300 pages that changes so i had to like re layout design the first part one because oh. of that because <laughs> it went over 300 pages there's a huge learning curve <laughs> yes dude so you- I, I i'd be like let's just like <laughs> i june, know june 29th Come, let's, let's just get it out yeah. But in the end, it was all worth it because we had our big launch party the day before Star Wars Celebration on May 25th. And we brought these in and we thought, okay, we'll probably sell a couple. We had a line going out the door. People were, were passing the stars of the Mandalorian just to get to our table. <laughs> it, it was just it was like, oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting all this. Yeah, it was very and we exciting. put a pre, pre-orders just went up for volume two. We got an overwhelming response because people really liked the first edition and mm-hmm. the people were saying, yeah, we use it for our own Star Wars research now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid chunk of Star Wars. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, like it's like, you can just read it forever sort of thing. Like it, it sometimes like books, there's like, you know, there's too many pictures. You just get through it kind of quick, but this is like, there's no way you're not going to get your, like, value for reading time out of this. Like, if, if anything, it will haunt you in your dreams. <laughs> it you, does. That, and it that does. You, that, that you're stuck in February or something. It's like... Yeah. And I, it's, I'm a very discerning fan hey, myself. Wait. If, if, I, if I'm going to buy something, I want to buy something I've never seen before. And something that may have information I did not know. So this is exactly... I wrote this for a fan like me, but yet still doing it for a fan that may not be so hardcore so it's a very thin line of appeasing both both fandoms and from what i've heard in the reviews mission accomplished i just had to look this up there is leap year star wars news yes do you know what happened in the leap year that's when the phantom menace novel came out oh (laughs) look at him (laughs) there you go what what what, once again ask me what my middle name is no idea (laughs) (laughs) 
Is that Nor- is, is that Scottish? <laughs> no, I have no idea. That's 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 Huddy's for. I can tell you when the Phantom Menace novel came out. Not the four ish, the, the the one edition that came out with four different covers. This one just had Darth Maul on it. So it yeah, was a re-release. Interesting. What a, what a weird, what a weird leap. I've never even thought about that. A leap year Star Wars news. Um, I I I, I want to know just just a little bit more of like your your Star Wars like like tastes and stuff. But like 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 Sarah, what what's your what's your Star Wars of choice? What's your favorite movie? Oh, oh okay. Well, or, or it can cause... it can be your favorite. I don't even know what to say now. Like, I know. What's your favorite licensed content, Sarah? (laughs) I know, right? I mean, it changes, right? Like, traditionally, Empire Strikes Back, my favorite movie. It's got the love story. The love stories in Star Wars are what brought me in and what get me. So I love the love stories. Um, Andor right now, I feel, is the best written show on TV. Like, best written Star Wars content since Disney bought Star Wars. It's just... and. That writing, just everything on top of it just is blossoming. It's insane. And we've learned that possibly Dedra, Miro, and Kyle... Soller. Yeah, Kyle Soller, who is uh, Cyril. There's possibly some kind of evil love story coming, and I am here for that. Sarah's here for the love stories. Yes. Yeah, so I love the love stories in Star Wars. And yeah. Yeah. And then when Princess and the Scoundrel just came oh, out, yeah. oh, she was, nice. she devoured that in like an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's all about the love stories, and that's that. Yeah, I'm sticking to that. Oh, I hadn't thought about them getting together. That that is, um... they've teased it in in the press. Oh, the actors really? Have. Yes. Yes, and not a spoiler. They've said it over and, and over. They were again. paired in a round table together and teased that an evil love story, and. Twin, and yeah. This, and this today's episode, we yeah, saw they the, got to meet the, the burgeoning of. We that. saw their meet cute. <laughs> they they were shipping them today. Yeah. <laughs> if I can speak the language of, the, of of you kids, yeah, they were being shipped today. <laughs> um, yeah, the 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 writing of the the show is like like it. it I, I was saying to someone the other day, it's like the like the. Um, um, you know, the Mandalorian stuff is like like a comic book and this is like a novel in like it's that sort of pacing and and just like getting into the little nooks and crannies you'd never imagined and was just like, oh, that's fascinating. Um, I've got to tell you though, I wouldn't be going on vacation. No. In Star Wars. <laughs> if there's a threat, I'm going to end up in that cog factory thing. It's like... I'm just chilling on the holonet <laughs> and like, I'm going to be careful what I watch. It's, mm-hmm. um, order in, order in. Yeah. Get to the DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, pretend another pandemic, stay inside. Yeah, no bars. Don't make eye contact. What, what about you, Richard? Shore troopers. What, what about you, Richard? What's your, um, Star Wars of choice? Anything that makes me happy. I, uh, I love nostalgia watching Andor and seeing some things that are pulled from the original trilogy just gets me really happy watching some, something like Obi-Wan Kenobi, where they really drew upon a lot of stuff you saw in star Wars. Cause it's all leading up to episode four. That makes me happy. Just things that will really, really make me happy. And remember that's what star Wars is all about. But the things that I, I just, I don't get into are the video games. 
because, you know, I, I lost a good year of my life in 1982 because I was just playing Space Invaders 24-7, and I, I, I can't go back there. So video games is the one thing I just, I just can't do anymore. That in the novels, because I'm a very slow reader, so I don't really read the novels, but... I give them the play-by-play. Yeah, and I'm just excited about anything new Star Wars. Andor's coming up, woohoo! Tells the Jedi, let's do it. The Galactic Star Cruiser, let's go, pack our bags. I, I just I, I just love it all. And if something is not for me, I'm not going to go and blast it on social media. It's like, oh, okay, that's just not for me. And I don't really think there has been anything that really wasn't for me, except for the video games, which if I don't watch a video or play a video game, I'll just go and watch this or read this comic book or watch this show or rewatch the movies again. Or watch some MCU. Yeah, or, why, <laughs> or, or do some more collecting. And just or just talk to people. Uh, I I collect podcasts. I collect interviews. I love talking to people and knowing that I can talk to people that I've been looking up to for forty five years now. And I, now I can just call them up and and talk to them, ask them these questions. This that just that drives me every single day that I I can do that. I mean, that just reminds me of something I wanted to ask you. What in on one of the pages? I'm sure you can tell me what page. <laughs> but one one three eight. It was so sweet. Um, you've got a letter from Ralph Macquarie back to you in like 1984 or something. Oh, oh. oh hold on. Pull up my earplug. All right. For the <laughs> podcast listener, he's ducked behind him. He, Richard's actually sitting on this very intriguing job of the heart <laughs> um, seat. It's yeah. You know what? We, we, we had talked to Corey D. Williams and Stephen Constantino who were in Return of the Jedi playing a Gamorrean garden in Cloud 2. And I, I have this from a Halloween years ago. It's, it's the inflatable costume. Jabba the Hutt costume. Uh-huh. And, and I, I found this. I thought, hey, if we're talking to people who are in Return of the Jedi in the Jabba scene, let me just go ahead and, and uh, wear this. <laughs> There's a screenshot right there. It's, it's triggering. Um. <laughs> and so, yeah, and then uh, with this one, I... Made a little tongue hole back in uh, Star Wars Celebration five or six. Uh, Sarah was Slave Leia, and I was Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a sound system in my costume. One of my arms was puppeteered by by another arm, and it was, <laughs> I pu- puppeteered the mouth. Okay, but you know what? I'm getting away from your original question here. Oh, there you go. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. I was Jedi Tink actually that day, but other days I was Slave Leia. But yeah, there you go. That's from Celebration. That's the picture for July. There you go. So now to answer your question, yeah, way back in the day, I was pen pals with Ralph McQuarrie. Oh, did, did I just drop a name somewhere? <laughs> and and I've, I've, I've got to cover his address because this is where still where his wife lives. But here it is right over here. Right there. Oh, and then here, show him the... And, there, and there's there's his autograph. Look That's at that. so amazing. Look at the artistry uh, in that autograph. The RMQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it seemed what you were asking, you're trying to hit him up for, like, if there was alternate pictures of the Millennium Yeah, Falcon. because I'd always, I'd read about these p- paintings he had done that wasn't included in, in the published Star Wars portfolios or things I'd never seen before of the Imperial Cities or Millennium Falcon and Dogfight. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. With Thai fighters, and I, I read that, and he said, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But then years later, one of those pictures that he had drawn of the Imperial City, which, which became Coruscant, was published. That's what I was talking about, but he just, I'm sure he's got so much on his mind and so many paintings that he didn't remember at the time. Yeah, that's, it, I, 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 I love that you were just, like, just so into it at that level, like. Well, at, back like, then, like, back like, then, at the, for the Star Wars fan club, they would say, hey, if you want to write to any of the actors, go ahead and write letters and we'll forward them. So I got all these autographed pictures, but every once in a while I would get, I would get letters back from some of these people. Here's a letter right over here from Richard Marquand, the director of Return of the Jedi. And uh, there you go, right over there. Wow. And uh, he asked me a question. Hey, I bet you can't spot me in Return of the Jedi. And I wrote back, yeah, you're the ATST driver. <laughs> and he wrote back, man, you are a serious fan. <laughs> so, yeah, I became pen pals with some of these people. That's, ins- that's yeah, that's, you, you were just using the post like email. Yeah. You were before yeah. your time. That's, that's so interesting. Was that um, before podcasting, I was writing letters. <laughs> asking yeah. questions. I just never would have thought of, of of doing that. Like I never would have fathomed a way to do it, sort of thing. Yeah, luckily they had the, the fan club, and then later on you hear you hear. Sometimes it's best not to hear from some, some of these older actors because they tell you things you don't want to hear. Like a lot of the actors would say, you know what? People would write to me, and I live in England. They would want a response back, but you know maybe a self addressed stamped envelope would have been nice because the mail a letter from the UK <laughs> to the America that that's not cheap, and if you get a couple of letters a day, eh, that kind of adds up. Mm, that, that, that but, was... you know, as a 15-year-old, I didn't think about that. They, they, <laughs> they should have wrote that in the fan club. They yeah. should have wrote, you know, if you want a response back, send them a self-addressed damned envelope. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, That does make sense. I, I feel like you're innocent. I felt like that, um, that judge in Andor then, just like, <laughs> guilty, bad fandom. <laughs> You get, you get, you get, you're sentenced to three seasons of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Wow, bringing it back around. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> Love it. Look at that callback. Look at Steel, Steel, the godfather of the callbacks. The, um, so you haven't watched any of the new ones even. You're just totally, wow, you cross, you cross him once. <laughs> and it's because of them. Well, I guess it all turned out in the in the long run. But when uh, when the whole big thing with Universal Studios that when Lucasfilm wanted Tom Selleck to play Indiana Jones, well, the real reason was because Universal said, "Hey, Lucasfilm, you're suing us, so no, you're not getting Tom Selleck, and he's still under contract. But you know, contracts are made to be broken." But no, you're suing us, so you're not you're not getting Tom Selleck. Go get this little Harry Harry Ford guy. Let, let's let's see what he can do. Thank God. Yeah, we, we talked yeah. to uh, Howard Kazanjian, the producer of Return of the Jedi, and he's telling us all about all these inside scoops. Let's just get it out there. The website and 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 obviously, like if if people are like me, and I'm sure like you, they don't want to get the second volume if they don't have the first volume. So, right. Um, because that's. It's it's odd. It's it's not right. It's it's against our our nerd ways of cataloging and compiling and uh, collect them all as the uh, as they say in the greats. And you gotta be, um, you to be a completist. If you get one, you gotta get the other one. Come on. Yeah, and the first one has what is it? A 
silver ring around, right? The mm-hmm. second one, part two, we've just changed the cover to include a gold ring around the logo. So any any of the Star Wars video collectors will understand that between, between the pan and scan yep. and the widescreen mm-hmm. versions. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of really, really hardcore Easter eggs in here. Yes. And so, so did, you have to, did you have to select six more shades? Yes, the... I did. I did. Six more shades. Interesting. Was that, now, was, that, was that like for you a, a fun process or like how do I get the shade that's a different but like. Oh, it was fun for me. Yeah, I love putting colors together. And things it was like fun that. for Sarah until I said, hey, Sarah, can we add one more thing to a month? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's when I saw a lot of flying furniture. <laughs> but yeah. let's get this uh, website out here. So yes. where you can get it, where you can order uh, both part one and part two, you can order them. Go to skywalkingthroughneverland.com slash book. And right there, you'll see part two is at the top. Part one is at the bottom. You could add both to your cart. We have it all set up. Um, and if you do want to order both, we have a special deal. You oh, get my favorite. Yes. So if you want to order both part one or part two together, uh, you get free shipping, which right now is like $10. Shipping just went up for the holidays. It's crazy. So all you have to do is tap in the code life day free ship in the checkout. And there's directions on how, if you read through all my gobbledygook on the um, website, there, on the website. Yes. Which yes. is, which is skywalking through neverland.com slash book. Excellent. And another thing is if you do want to use Amazon uh, right now, part one is available and part, part two. Part, yeah. Yeah. Part two is available. Okay. Yeah, it is. It, you know what? It's available, but you don't get the autographed copy. So we do recommend you re- we order from our website because then you get not only autographed copy of the book signed by both Richard and I, you also get a button that says, um, the Today in Star Wars History. It's got pictures of Ahsoka on it and things. And also a limited edition bag uh, with the logo on it as well. So, you and know. a bookmark. And a bookmark. Yes. Oh, I so, actually, I, I use that bag when I go to Trader Joe's. Oh, see? Perfect. <laughs> perfect. You're, you're advertising for us. And, 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 oh, oh. And I just want to say the price points. We have options. So there's the paperback copy of both. Part one and part two are $25 each. And then the hardcover, which does come with the, you know, crisper magazine paper and um, the hardcover bound is $50 each. Excellent. And if anyone's going to order, I would ask them to please go to our website because getting it from our website, we get like 35 cents more than we we would on Amazon and every bit counts. That's what I was going to say. Buy it from your website and stick it to Bezos, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, um, I... Like the deluxe, like, you know, some people love getting the deluxe, um, yes. the, the hardback, but just for like the content for 26 bucks, like there is like, you are easily going to get your $26 worth. <laughs> There's 45 years of research into that. What does that break down into <laughs> like oh. a third of a cent a day? A day? No. Yeah. Per day. Yeah. yeah the research alone cheap. Is 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 going to be uh, well well worth it? Indeed, yeah. You've d- you've done your ten thousand hours, yeah. <laughs> and then so even the empire is like, okay, we, we this guy's had enough. All right, yeah. <laughs> we can let him go now. Uh, oh, but we do have to say, if you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, we are going to be at LostCon. So, Richard, you want to? Yeah, LostCon is the convention held at oh, the LAX wait, Marriott. Wait, wait, wait. wait. 
I'm in the LA area. What? <laughs> so what? when you said it, I'm like, oh, what's this? I don't know about it. So this is, I'm, I'm very captivated. Please. <laughs> so LostCon is a convention held at the LAX Marriott. They've been going for the last 40 years. And we've gone the last couple of years, had a great time. It's a, it is a smaller convention. It's more literary than anything else. So you'll There's see a lot of, of fandoms, a lot of fandoms, but a lot of books. And it doesn't really go. It's a, it's a whole different thing than celebration or, or comic con. But sometimes I, those smaller conventions are nicer because you get to know people more. Very much get so. To talk to the people who are presenting, like we're going to do a panel. So this is the weekend of Thanksgiving. Yeah. November 25th or the 27th, once again, at the LAX Marriott, right by the airport. Mm -hmm. And on Saturday, the 26th at 1 o'clock, we're going to do a panel called Classic Days of Ridiculous Star Wars Rumors. Back in the 70s and 80s, all these little cheapy magazines would have have headlines like, Who will Princess Leia marry? Clone Wars Explained. Mick Jagger is going to score The Empire Strikes Back. Things like that, and and I've got all these magazines I got as a, as a kid. Oh, that's awesome! So I'm gonna I'm going through them all right now. Here's here's some right over here. Here's here's Clone Wars explained. <laughs> what is this? Is back from 1980, and these these little it, uh, it, it sounds like a YouTube channel. It does. <laughs> yeah, Space Wars. This magazine is called. Yes, I'm, <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm going through like tons of these magazines and just. Picking out all those ridiculous rumors, Star Force. You, you, you know you're you're high quality when you call yourself Star Force. Star oh, Wars Three: The Final Revenge of the Jedi. This, Final. That uh, that's clickbait right there. Oh, I just yeah. went through this magazine. Nothing on Revenge of the Jedi. <laughs> clickbait. But, yeah, but we are gonna have a dealer table as well, and we have. <laughs> We just cleaned out. We have so many like giveaways and really awesome things from all the press events we've attended over 10, 12 years. Um, so if you do end up buying the book, either part one, part two, or both, you will get to pick some extra swag. Yeah, yeah we get a lot of swag we want to give away. So you buy a book, you get an extra book, an extra toy, yep. extra something. We get tons of candy. We just got the Oogie Boogie Disney <laughs> Bash. We'll be giving away candy. Yep. You're giving away toys, giving away other books, selling books. Join us at LostCon November right. 25th through 27th. I'm, I'm yes. holding out for that Jar Jar Binks Pepsi can. But, um, there you go. Oh, I, I got some of those too. <laughs> Make sure they don't leak. Trust me. Um, awesome. Now, tell us also about your um, the podcast, Skywalking Through Netherland. Skywalking Through Neverland. This has been our baby for the last... We just celebrated our ninth, our ninth anniversary, going back to 2014. We cover Star Wars, we cover Disney, we covered cover, we cover Disney parks, the MCU. We we didn't want to just stick with one thing. A lot of uh, we didn't want to go with just uh like it's the Star Wars one because right. a lot of fandoms are diversified. So we want to give everyone a little taste of something, and, and a lot of times these fandoms do cross over. So we'll do one one ish one episode. We'll do a Star Wars centric. Our next one we'll do we'll break down an old Disney film. We'll do a, a primer on Moon Knight. So every other episode we're dealing with a whole different fandom, just to keep it really really fresh and exciting, even for, for us. For us, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This uh, tomorrow we're talking to Marley Heyer, and she just made the news last week when. There was a, a, a news story posted about her that she is really the one who designed a lot of Princess Leia's costumes for Return of the Jedi, including oh, her okay. slave Leia outfit. Yeah. And she's never gotten credit for it. So I, re I 
I searched high and low and I found her. And she's gonna be she's gonna be on the show next week. We're gonna talk to her tomorrow. Wow, great get. Yeah, yeah. that was a I'm that was a hard excited. one. I'd like to get just the 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 guests that you don't really hear much from. Like we'd love to talk to Mark Hamill, but we also want to talk to to Mike Quinn. Mike Quinn, who was a puppeteer on Return oh, of the Jedi the and Andor, mm-hmm. and talk to a, a, lot, a lot of people you may not have heard stories from people and uh, Imagineers who worked on Galaxy's Edge or Star Tours. Uh, yeah, uh, Margaret Carey. Margaret Carey, who was the reference model for Tinkerbell in Peter Pan, she is our fairy pod mother. Ah, so we've had her on the that, show quite a few times. That that that, that costume one, I, I'm looking forward to that. That's um, that's yeah. going to be a really really fun one. Yeah, the woman is 80 years old, and she's had all these stories just built up in her. Mm-hmm. And someone up in the San Francisco area got a hold of her, and she told her all these stories. Like, oh, but. I, I love this this article, but wait a minute. There's follow up questions. We love follow up questions. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd I'd love to know her take on how the like this the slave outfit has like like transcended through pop culture. Like mm. you know, like like you know, in the Friends episode and and like, oh, that's that's one of the questions. That's yeah, one of the questions. Yeah. That and seeing all the slaves, the slave layers at at celebration. And how does that make you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. being being okay. eighty years old, she's you know, it's like okay, you know, I know I didn't get all the credit I I should have gotten, but I'm kind of over it now. But still, still, I'd like to get some some credit. It's like, well, you know, come on our show and tell people tell what your stories, what you tell your stories, what you've done. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Next week. Next week. Yes. All right. So uh, First week no- of November. November something. In the internet. Yes, I think yes. November 6th. But the, the one thing I haven't done, Steele, is something that you've done. You've appeared in a Star Wars show. Ah, yeah, that one. What? That's a good one. Okay, now time for us to put on our podcasting hats. Okay. How did that happen? What? Tell us all about this. Well, it was, um, the, you know, like, because uh, we're nerds, we know the code names and all that sort of stuff. And so we had, like, people that, like we knew people that were doing background work for other shows and, and working in casting and stuff. And so we just like started like, Oh, if you hear about this show, like casting, um, uh, let us know. And just like one day I got like a screenshot that they'd posted the casting and like sent it in. Um, actually I don't think I've told this story anywhere. I, I got the message to like send in, like for Joshua tree is the show. And I didn't have photos of like, you need like a, just a, like a selfie, not selfie, but like, like, yeah, but not like anything special, just iPhone, you know, you're just in the background. They don't need like a glamour photo. But I was like, if I don't send this in the next five minutes, maybe they'll give this, whatever this like role is to someone else. And I heard someone out here in the foyer of our little duplex thing and it was the Amazon delivery lady. And I said, hey, um, I need your help. I've got a chance. This is the only person I told. I said, I've got a chance to be in Star Wars. Because I had to tell her the truth. I was like, Andor. I had to say, I'm in it for the money. Like, otherwise, she'd, like, I can't just say, can you just take some photos of me? I, I said, hey, I've got a chance to be in Star Wars. Can you just take like this and this? And she's like, oh, yeah, you've got to get in Star Wars. And she came in the house and then saw my like area. And she's like, 
oh, yeah, you've got to get in Star Wars. <laughs> and, and took the photos. And I always wished I'd, I'd never seen her again, but I always wanted to go, we did it! We, we got <laughs> there! <laughs> I named my character Amazon Lady. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and then it just got the email, like, you're... You've been selected and went to like um, up to Manhattan Beach to do the fitting and got wow. to got to like sort of you know sort of like with the guy that because they've just got like a room of um, costume parts like a like a vid, like a army disposal sort of like a very decked out so they just grab things and sort of look at you and at one point I had a mask and I I went to the guy I'm like oh I don't know about the mask man. Like, and he, and he goes, he goes, uh, do you know what this is? And I'm like, oh yeah, I know what this is. Like, <laughs> and so once he knew I was like a fan and like amped, he like made it so I'd have a chance to like be seen sort of thing, which cool. was very sweet. But, um, yeah, you, um, um, I'm trying to remember that Ferris Bueller's quote. It's, it's like, if I, if you ever have the means, I highly, it's something about driving the Ferrari. Anyway, <laughs> if you ever have the means to do it, um, yeah, I, I would, um, but yeah, all that background work is, is I, I actually do it a fair bit now. Like I, I was just on, um, uh, the next season of like my favorite non-Star Wars show succession, um, yeah. doing like, like, sort of b-roll stuff but it's um it's very exciting um, oh yeah but we didn't mention what show you were on i'm sure your your fans will know that you were on obi-wan kenobi obi-wan kenobi oh yeah yes 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 of course um i uh yeah i promise everyone um there was a guy in andor that looked like me and oh. a, f- a few of my friends thought i'd done it like again they were just uh, like, well, now we we just expect it. It's, it's such a bizarre <laughs> thing. And you, you were you were in a in an actual shot with Obi Wan Kenobi, not just you and McGregor, but you were with Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, that is awesome, but my pride is Luke Skywalker. I was in when he's walking into the store in Episode Six. I'm actually shoplifting in the background. <laughs> Um, so I, we, cause we like make up little stories of our characters and what we were doing and, uh, my character, Ajax Citizen, and, um, he'd fallen on hard time. So I had to, um, shoplift and I, 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 as an Easter egg to my, um, my youth, I used a shoplifting trick that was used against me in the first week of my job in this skateboard shop where... Someone went, I can I look at that? And while I was getting it down, they they got some um a watch actually. Ugh. And so I would say, I'd go, Oh, can I have a look at that? And then while the lady turned around, I would pilfer some space beans all while Luke Skywalker was behind me. But when he um we we're like we we're set up in our little spots and you have like the like the background the not the background they're called the b team but the stand-ins yeah yeah they, they call them the b team but the, the stand-ins so we had one like we knew it was uncle owen like because his stand they're always the same person and then there was a little person so i was like oh it might be a jawa or a creature that's pretty cool and so i'm standing there ready to like as the main actors come in and i see this little kid oh. That's like 
that's Luke Skywalker. He had sunglasses on as well, which was really cool. And I saw him standing there and I just went to the guy I was like about to start the scene with. I was like, um, that's Luke Skywalker's here. He's a little boy. He's just over there. And he looked around. He goes, are you crying? And I'm like, yes, I'm crying. <laughs> this is intense. I can't handle. Like, cause just because the character of Luke means so much to me. Like, that's Luke Skywalker. Like, if we're going to, like, get carried away in the the world of Star Wars and the characters we love, that's Luke Skywalker when he was a little boy. And somehow of, like, back to the future, back to my childhood hero's childhood, and I'm watching it, and it was so bizarre. I got goosebumps just talking about it again. But it was the, out of, like, a, a couple weeks of surreal moments to end up on the other side of the planet from where I grew up. And you was... were on Tatooine. You're, you're, you're on Tatooine as well. You're I know. living the dream. You're living the dream. But, but I felt like I grew up in Tatooine because I was so away from all these things that I loved, like Star Wars and skateboarding and, and music. It was oh. all in California. And now I'm here, but then I'm back in Tatooine and Luke Skywalker's here and I'm a, um, a you know, a man on a film set crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you weren't the only one. You were not the only one. I can guarantee you that. There, there was, there was, I, 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 I tell you one thing of us, uh, even on a Star Wars set, us, us Star Wars nerds will find our own. We quickly, you quickly work out who's holding their chest because Uncle Owen just walked past with the little T-16 toy. Like, you oh, know, you, yeah. you could tell, like, that was like, that's who you said, like, whoever, like, popped for that, it was like, yeah, we're, we're going to be staying in close contact um, <laughs> for the rest of our journey. It was, it was something good. It was How many days did you work on that, and when was it? You know uh, what? I'm sorry. Before you go on, I do have to go because I have to get ready for another interview. But okay. you guys keep talking. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much, All right. Sarah. All right. Um, uh, I still is this. I can't believe Sarah's leaving. How rude of her! I <laughs> <they just> said. <laughs> it was, uh, I think, like it was about eight days on eight set, days. Wow! But not together. So it was like we did three days and three days, and 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 to be honest, like after the first three days, I don't know if anyone could go an extra day. It was like a hundred and ten, <sighs> and it was out like in. It was just in like valley heat just it was but like for normal extras it was like this like one guy that had been an extra for like 10 years he said to me oh that was the hardest three days of my life because of the heat yeah and just and and i was just like oh that was the best three days of my <laughs> life ever out of like not counting like family stuff i don't even understand how this is happening to me like like it like i am tripping out and he's just like, oh, you're nuts. Like, but um, he, he, he respected my enthusiasm. But this, uh, what, when was this shot? Um, wait there. Uh, September and like August into September. Of 2021. Yes. J- just the best. A dream like. Like it was just like, you know, when you're like. It's sort of hard because you guys sort of grew up around Disneyland, but when, like, like if you've been, if you've been to like Lucasfilm or Skywalker Ranch yeah. or something like yeah. that, you know how like when you're there and you're just like, I just have to remember, soak it up, because this is like 
such a peak. Like I've like I can't believe um you know whether wherever it is it's like I remember even at like going to like to like a convention like like San Diego Comic Con for the first time or to Rancho Obi Wan and it's just like I can't believe I'm here. Like this is where it's happening, sort of thing. And, and ironically, you you put your phone away. Because you don't want to watch it later on. You want to enjoy it right then and there. I also don't want to get fired. Well, that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or thrown out a Lucasfilm. Yeah, you don't want to do that either. Yeah, one, one of the few um, collectibles I got from the set was the um, a, an extra one of the, the stickers you had to put around your phone so you oh. couldn't use it. <laughs> they, so. Did they let you keep your phones during shooting? Yeah, uh, not on set. But oh, right. like, like in the holding, like right. when you, you're in like tents and, yeah, you know, you have lunch holding. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could have them like you, you weren't meant to take those things off and they've got like, I don't know, there's, they discolor if you lift them off or something. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's like, like if you didn't let people have it in holding, it would really hurt the morale because people yeah. can't message their you know, their wives or husbands or whatever and say, oh, we're going to be late or this is what I'm doing. So it, it, like it, most ones I've done, actually, no, I've, yeah, I've only ever, only on the, on Star Wars have I had the, the sticker, but they always let you have it. But yeah, um, you, you'd have to, you'd go nuts waiting. The time between each setup is like an hour or two. And if people will go through withdrawals that they don't have their phone with them. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have bothered me because I spent every bit of my downtime having to go to either the bathroom or the craft services <laughs> because I never wanted to stop walking past the set. I was just <laughs> right. like, I can't, like, I don't, I can sit later. I'm just going to like walk. Yeah. Just to Take just, full advantage. Yeah. Cause it was just like, I, you know, it's such a bizarre happenstance that I got here. It's like, I need to, like, this is, I shouldn't be, like, I still, like, I forget about it because it's so crazy. Like, like for oh, yeah. for it, how it, important it is to, like, us for that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, I, I would be the, the same way. I wouldn't want to leave the set and do whatever. I, I'd be picking up cigarette butts or l- walking or delivering C-stands, do whatever I could just to get my, myself on that set. And you can learn so much. And did, did anyone, did they know what kind of a level of fan you were and had a, had a YouTube and podcast? Like, Hey, you know what? You can't talk about any of this stuff. Oh yeah. no, they didn't know. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I saw, um, someone that I knew that was there. I didn't know. I, I don't know. I didn't know if they knew me or not. You know, when you sort of like, Oh, maybe they like, like, yeah. John, we like, see a lot of people every week, so we can't yeah, remember everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I was keeping out of there. I just didn't want them to go, hey, are you, even if it was cool, like they were not, like they, like, I, like they, of course, would have been nice. But in my head, that like the progression would be that they say, someone goes, oh, who's that? And they go, oh, that guy does a podcast or whatever. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. and then, you, so I, yeah, to that, um, I, I was keeping pretty on the down low. But, um, yeah, a few people that, like, of the fellow backgrounders, like, as we began, I said, oh, you know, I do a podcast and stuff, and they're like, oh, that's, you You must be just, uh, like, crazy. And they all found it was hilarious that, like, I'd never done it before, but I just, like, felt, like, just gotten into to do that. But, um, but now I do it all the time. It's because there's so much downtime that I just get to work 
on what I'd be working at at home. At like, home, yeah. Like, like to edit, like I've been, you know, do stuff in my store or now that I've sort of finished my big job, I can I can sit there and edit a podcast and, and stuff like that. The difference, like how you're saying you'd never want to leave the set, the difference between the way I get off the set now, which is like, you know, I'll make sure that like I've, I'm, I'm undressed as soon as it's like, I don't have to be filmed anymore. I'll get changed. And cause I just want to get back in my car and get home to everyone. But um, on the Star Wars set, I'd always be the, like the last person on the bus. And the last per- Cause I was just like, <laughs> I'm not in a hurry. To- I got nowhere to go. Like, Give me a broom. Is- I'll, I'll clean up. Don't worry about me. I- I'm here to stay. There's I'm a lot. The experience. There's a lot of sand on this set. If you need it counted, <laughs> I'm here. All right. <laughs> One grand, granial, two granules, three. The sand is, it just gets everywhere. Yeah, it's such a weird thing though because I just I just wish it upon everyone that's just tr- true of heart. Like it was just, uh, it, it was. It I'm was so envious. Bliss. So envious. yeah, I, I had the chance to be a stormtrooper in that 1997 Energizer commercial, the one with Darth Vader was fighting the Energizer bunny. No a way! Pro- that's awesome. Who who was personal friends with George Lucas? And I was working in the creature effects department, and she said, "Hey, Rich, uh, they're filming a a, star, uh, a new Star Wars commercial, and they're looking for some stormtroopers." It's like, "Are you kidding me? Are you? I please, please make the phone call." And she calls up and said, "Rich, yeah, you're in." It's like, "What? I I'm going to be a stormtrooper in a commercial?" And she said, "Do not embarrass me. Do not tell anyone how big of a fan you are. Do not take anything." It's like. I'll be on my best behavior. And then like 20 minutes later, she, they called her back and said, yeah, we're not going to do the Stormtrooper bit anymore. Oh! Oh, my God. I, I, I cried for about three days and four nights. Because this is back when you didn't have storm. Yeah, like I said earlier, to see a Stormtrooper walking around, it's like, oh, okay, I've, I've seen a, a thousand of them in front of the man's Chinese theater. Back then, never. You never saw a stormtrooper. Oh anywhere. man, that is yeah terrible. Yeah, and my boss even said, "Rich, you know what? You're 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 scheduled for the next couple of days on this film, but you know what? You go. We know how much this means to to you. You oh, get in yours and your sub, and you go. You get out of here." But did you, so you didn't even get to go to watch no. or anything? Ah, oh. it's being shot up at Lucasfilm up in San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> I was down here in Los Angeles, so... Oh, dude, halfway through that story, I was like, this is the best story I've ever heard. And now I'm like, this is such a vibe check. So whenever I see a stormtrooper, I always get that, that little saddening tweak. and Or, or, that, or, or a bunny breaks... bang, ba- banging their symbols. <laughs> yeah, it breaks my soul. That's why I got a stormtrooper back there, just so I can I can get over this, this hurdle, this emotional hurdle. Oh, man, that is... Yeah. So when I, when I saw you, you were posting those screenshots like, oh, no, finally, I know someone who has the inside scoop. What do you do? I'll, I'll play a granule of sand. Whatever you need, I'll be there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. It was just such a thing where I was like, I just wish other, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's. No, yeah, Share like it's kind of like it's kind of cr- like yeah, it's so hard. But um, yeah, I, I but I, I sort of you know like I sort of do that with fandom and people, you know, get to go somewhere or interview this or do that. It's sort of like you have your you have your moments. 
and right. and, and and you're like you you hug those moments and try not to um you know realize it's not always your moment sort of thing because I even like when um like at Comic Con in 2015 for the Force Awakens panel um were you at that one yeah yeah like just like that was the first thing where I was like like this is where Star Wars is happening today. Mm-hmm. Like this is history. This is going to end up in today in Star Wars history. <laughs> and and I'm here. Like like that for me was like unbelievable. Like when I see the photos of it like on starwars.com or in the Star Wars Insider it's like like finally from being like on the other side away from everything that this stuff is that like I'm I'm here to witness Harrison Ford come back out and like it was yeah staggering so I um I I it's it's yeah it's I I just wish I could, like I just wish I could wish you there Richard <laughs> next time you get the call you, you know my number oh, all right 24/7 you know we'll carpool I'll come by and pick you up <laughs> that that is my ultimate dream is is just to make an appearance in a Star Wars film, TV show, anything. And the heartbreaking thing is it's being shot up in Manhattan Beach. I'm in Long Beach. It's like Ahsoka is being shot 20 minutes from my house right now, but there's nothing I can do about it. Not a thing. So I, I someday, someday, I was going to fly to Australia when they were shooting Revenge of the Sith just for the, because I thought this was the last, this is the last Star Wars we'll ever, ever see. This is my last chance. It's and my I, favorite lie. I, I saw that in your book. Um, oh. <laughs> there's like a Time Time Magazine, yes. um, Revenge of the Sith, uh, The Last Star Wars. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's my favorite lie in history. <laughs> Not making any more. Uh, nope, this is uh, it. Lucas said, that's it. This is this is the final one. Get it while you can. Enjoy it while, while it's here. And I yeah. thought, I'm, I've got I've to get in there in there some in somewhere, somehow. But I just, it's too much too many logistics getting going overseas. I, know, I just never did it. But now... I, b- I believe everyone gets a, that second chance at doing something. And the second chance is now it's here. It's in my backyard. Ahsoka is being shot right now. And Skeleton Crew is being shot up there right now. All these new Star Wars shows. And it's like it's so close, but yet so far. Yeah. But I, I got to say, man, as, as far as like achievements go, I don't, I don't know. I'm old school. Like, do you know what I mean? Like to have like, like, a, like a parchment <laughs> like of your efforts like do you know what i mean it's it's i don't know i just think that's like 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 such an accomplishment is to like you've got like this like amazing product that is a product of your fun i i i i envy that you got there and well, um thank you thank you i i was sitting on my shelf and every day i look at it it's like wow i i did that all the knowledge that's in my head all the research is now out there for others to enjoy and to learn something from and even the 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 podcast it, it just these things like wow there's wanting to do it and then there's doing it you just gotta you just gotta do it and it's very very humbling seeing my name on a on a book that says star wars on it everything that i've ever learned and knew and dreamt of is is right there so i i've, I've covered lots of grounds now it's just getting into the star wars universe <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been so close always wanting more 
always wanting. But when you when you finish one thing, you gotta look put your sights on something else, and that's my my something else. Okay, done a podcast and YouTube. I've done a book. Now my next is just to visit that galaxy far, far away. Oh, man, I I I hope. I hope. And once again, you know, uh, well, thank you very much. Now the circle is now complete. Like I said in the very beginning, Star Wars just makes me happy. And just writing things and talking to people like yourself and people I've admired for decades and decades, it just it just makes me very, very, very happy that I can still do all this stuff, that I can, I can do all this stuff. And it just, it, it's, I don't want to say it's validating, but it kind of is validating. All the time I spent in school, in, in, in grade school, teachers saying, Rich, you'll never amount to anything if you keep watching Star Wars. It's like, well, if I can go back to 1978 and laugh at Mrs. Patterson, I would. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, there's nothing better than going, ah, ad- <laughs> hey, adult from my past, you were wrong. Yeah, hey, you you know, I, I wrote a wrong. book. What, what did you do? <laughs> you taught third graders, <laughs> which is good. Teaching kids is great. But you know what? I, I, I wrote a book. <laughs> Encourage their creativity a little bit while, while you're at it. What, what was the teacher's name? Mrs. Patterson. Yeah, I'm on to you, Patterson. <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't be encouraging back then. They I think they kept telling me stop stop talking about Star Wars, stop doing this with Star Wars. And instead of like if you tell a kid not to do something, what are they going to do? They're going to do it. So encourage them in that direction. Well, I'm glad you did, mate. But um, yeah, I I just think like you've like. You've kicked it out of the park with this. Um, I, I, I actually, I'm so not into sports like yourself that I just mixed up the metaphor and I said you kicked it out of the park. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's you knocked it out of the park or you hit it out of. The, you did something out of the park, yeah, mate. Yeah, I was an Australian. Hey, thing that there, I didn't there, get. there was something in the park. <laughs> now it's out, yeah, and it means a... it means you did a good job. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Point well taken. When I when I mention a sports reference on the on the podcast, people will write in and say, "Rich, you 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 had a sports reference." Like I did. Okay, I I didn't know that. <laughs> it's not a reference unless you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll re- I may have just heard something that day and, and repeated it. Something about oh, hockey or football. I don't know. Now, but before we clock off, there's a question I always these interview um, episodes I always like to know is is is. What are you most looking forward to in Star Wars? Of all the things coming, what are you like? How about that? Mm, I am very much looking forward to Bad Batch Season 2, which is coming January 4th. I love me some Bad Batch, and I can't wait to see their further exploitations of the Bad Batch in Omega. I love that series. I'm looking forward to Skeleton Crew, the, 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 another new Star Wars live-action show, Ahsoka. I can't wait for Ahsoka. To premiere on Disney Plus, and I'm, I'm just, and I'm also waiting to see what they're going to do with the Star Wars holiday special. How are they going to, how are they going to further that along? Because they've been integrating some holiday special uh, stuff into canon. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to, what's their next step into integrating the holiday special into into canon. Interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of all, all over the place. I don't really have one specific thing. I just I just like it all. Like you go to Celebration or Comic-Con or D23, it's like, oh, all this new stuff coming? I'm here for it all. I'm excited about this. How about, how about you? What are, what are you excited about? Oh, I, I To be honest, the, and I don't want to get too excited about it, but that, that, like, that Damon Lindelof rumor and, and, and the post 
Rise of Skywalker. I'm just like, I just want to find out what happens after that. Like, I've, like I'm, I'm fascinated to, to, to like see what their conclusive, like, like, like you know, like remember Air the Empire when you were just like, oh, that's what's happening now. Yeah. Like after the like, like I want, I want to know that again. I want in the know- Skywalker saga. Well, not even if it's in the Skywalker saga, but in just in the galaxy. Like, what's the state of the galaxy like after that? Um, you know, that's why I was always fascinated with after Return of the Jedi, and um, mm-hmm. so I'm, 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 I don't know, and I like, I like, like he makes things I really enjoy. So I'm sort of, um, Dave I was on. No, no, no. Um, Damon Lindelof. Oh, got it. Um, so, yeah. like, like other things. So, um, but, and my, my dream project is for this, uh, this Tony Gilroy to, um, take a few of these characters past, uh, a new hope into Empire Strikes Back. I just like, this dude's killing it. Like getting into the, the nuts of the nitty gritty of these worlds. Let's, yeah. let's just relive the original trilogy, like, <laughs> in the back. Like, oh, I'm just like, yes. And just the way he does it, it's so, like, um, we take, hey, I didn't even know that, um, oh, what was his name? But one of the Rogue One guys, Grimy or Melly or, like, so, like, one of the characters from Rogue One is in. Oh, Melchie. Yeah, Melchie. Yeah. Is is like in the prison. I, yeah. I, when I heard the name, I was like, "Yeah," because they're going through the names, and I'm like, oh, "Some of these are sort of familiar," but I'm not like. But then I was listening to a podcast, and it was like, "Oh my god, it's a, a, a like a, a Star Wars reference that I didn't uh, I didn't get." But that was I love Easter eggs, and when they're when they mention names, like okay, I know those are all Easter eggs. So I'm looking them up, like, "Oh, Melchie, he was seen in Rogue One. Oh, mm. we're making all these connections." But if you listen to an interview with Tony Gilroy, he doesn't seem like he's that much into Star Wars or Easter eggs or referring or 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 fan service. It sounds like that's the last thing he wants, but he's giving us all of that. Yeah, I, I feel like the the process is he's written this story, and then you know your, your Pablo Hidalgo type comes in and fills in like yeah. I need a stormtrooper over here and a clone trooper over there. Well, or, or even the na- like the names or the the like the like maybe this could be this person, but the fact right. that they've like gotten that actor back and stuff—that's um, that's that's ace. That fills yeah. me with glee. Yeah, I, and I I'm sure Tony Gilroy will come back. I'm sure he he sounds like he's having a lot of fun with it. Oh, he's making a a very very good show. So yeah. I would um, I don't know, just like like the ISB stuff and oh yeah, it, you're just, having your Lauren come back. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's and it's all just stuff where it's like it's fascinating, but I didn't know it was there to be fa- like I'd never really thought about like in that world, and now I'm sort of just going down this corridor and, and it's just like oh this is just like fascinating, mm-hmm. um and it sort of just feeds back into the world that I love so um uh, you know I love like you know like like few people got more excited when Luke Skywalker you know came back at the end of the Mandalorian and it's like oh you know it's a harken back to your um you know your youth and your favorite character and all that sort of good stuff but like this stuff to like hey here's this thing that you love forever and we're going to think about it in ways maybe you haven't for 40 years mm-hmm. is this intriguing um you know and it is 
It is, but now what did you think of the moment when that one Primor security guard swore? Ah, what did you think about that? Well, to be honest, like to be honest, I didn't notice. Like I like I saw it at the cinema thing, so Oh. But I didn't even know like I it didn't even register with me because it was so like just said in the in the, the moment, s- right? Like the swing of things and then Later on, I was like, what? Did someone swear? Really? And so in retrospect, I didn't like it. On paper, like with my nerd rules, I don't like it, but I didn't notice it. So I can't get too worried about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it took me a bit. I had a pause. Like, oh, he did not just say that. Not only because that, those words just don't fit in Star Wars. We don't need them in Star Wars. Yeah. They've got their own... They say Carabast. There's a, a ton of things you could have said other than the S word. Yeah, I, I don't like the made-up one. Like, they stick out to me like... Like, like the S word, like, it got past me. But the K word, I would have gone, oh, yeah, it's a bit... Like, I that would have... I would have remembered. I'm, like, I, I'm up for a good old-fashioned Dan. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Get a damn in there. But as I say, like I on paper with my rules, I don't like it, but I didn't notice it until I read the internet. So, um, <laughs> so I sort of have to go. Like it's it's sort of like that's always my rule with like people complain things like post, like um, seeing it, like whether it's Luke's air kick in Return of the Jedi, like on the you know the gif in the sail barge or. Ray does something weird with her lightsaber in the Last Jedi. It's like if you don't notice it in the first screening, it doesn't. It's that's just a part of making the movie. Like it's not real. And so in the first screening, if it doesn't like, like if you're not noticing there's fishing wire, then it doesn't. Like do you know what I mean? Like years later, yeah. you used to be able to like see the fishing wire, yeah, the filament holding the spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's sort of like. Yeah, but you, that's when you're older. Like, when I was little, I wasn't, you know, noticing... Or if you, you did know. notice, you didn't care. Yeah, but if, if it's on... If you get it past the first screening, then that's, like... That's, like, what most shows are made for. They're made... Like, 80% of the watchings is people watching it once, going, that was good or bad. Like, it's like, you know, once you're watching something 20 times, like you're complaining about in that Lord of the Rings show, there's some extras that are like, they're three places on a screen in a crowd. It's like, yeah. If you're noticing that, that's not a very good show. Yeah. If you're no, but if you're noticing that on the first time, your brain works in a, a, a way so different to mine that I can't comprehend it as reasonable. Like, if that's the way you're wired that you are, like, OCDing the cat, like, then that's, like, you have to also understand that your brain is very, um, like, probably blessed with some talents. A lot of people now have. just want to pick out what's wrong. Oh, just, yeah, Everything yeah. is just all based on emotion and not really on, on yeah, anything but, else. Well, and they, it, and they're, 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 they're primed to be upset about everything. It's a, it's a darker side of your loyalty. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica, which is pretty funny. Um, you should tell that to Katie Sackoff, see what she thinks. Um, <laughs> I will never bring that up to her. <laughs> I, 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 because she's a big fan, so she could. I, I reckon she'd. I, I reckon she'd respect your game on it, you know. But um, 
you know, like some people take that that tribal team thing. Like, like you're not laying into Battlestar Galactica. You're just saying, I'm just, I'm just I ignoring just, yeah. it. But then some people are, you know, obviously they're, they're watching these things with their, like their enjoyment. I don't know, but their, their way of viewing is, it, is it like, I'm going in this, into this to not like it. Oh and, yeah, all the time. And, and, and let's find some, yeah, like, let's, let's find some let, cons to the pros. Let's find, let's find some reasons not to like it. But I, and like with this show, cause it's off, so off the beaten path, I don't even have my like fan math or theories where it's like, uh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I never do that. I do that all the time. Like, like I'll just like go, I like that, but this bit, but in this, I'm sort of just like, like, um, cause it's such new ground that I'm just taking it. Like, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like, whereas if it's a returning character, I'm like, well, I've got my, you know, I've got my built in thing and, and people get way too carried away with that. But it is interesting to not like, just to be free of everything. And you're just like, like along with the story. And it's like, it's not like, it's not like it has to tie in with anything else. Although it, you know, it, it sort of will in the end, but um, yeah, it's a different sort of viewing experience than like Mandalorian and Boba Fett where like, it, like admittedly, like I was a way more like, Oh, who's going to be on this episode? Like, do you know what I mean? Like that was a big part of the, Oh yeah. Yeah. You wanted that. I love, I love fan service. I love it. People bash it, but I love when they make references to something or you have Ponda Baba and Dr. Evazen walk through a, a shot in rogue one. So what if it's fan service? They're, they're serving the fans. That's what the whole movie's about <laughs> serving the fans. But people watch so many of these YouTube videos where they're just bashing everything. That's what people are, people's mindsets are now these days. They can't just sit down and enjoy. And they have social media platforms. Like, well, if I get a platform, I'm going to use it. Well, use it to create positivity for, yeah. for happiness. Don't get a don't get a bash everything. Get out of that mindset. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I sort of look at it in a way of like, if there's something I don't like, I'm just gonna make, I'm just gonna make my dislike of it funny to me because it's like such a a like a like my being able to watch a movie that I liked when I was four is such a treat so it's you have to take it with a bit of a a bit of levity and it's sort of just like like it's I, I, I like like space show love space show live and die and bleed for space show but I can only give it space show amount of like <laughs> sadness. I'll let it make me as happy as it can, but like on, on like, you know, something that I don't like, it's like, I didn't like that, but it's just space show. So I'll just like move on with my life and space show on the next space show. It might be good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Which actually cool. happened. I, I, I didn't enjoy um, episode nine that much, but then that week's Mandalorian. Like, I can't remember what the episode was, but I remember just, like, going, Woo! I'm clean! I'm back! Yes! Yeah, there was one of the of the episodes of Tales of the Jedi I wasn't crazy about, and maybe that was one of those times where I said, if they had done this, I think this would have played in a little bit more. Oh, than- see, that's the weight I mean, because they're talking about characters and events that you're closely tied to. I'm fascinated. What was, what was the bit you didn't like? Episode five. 
And this was the Ahsoka training episode. Uh-huh. And this was uh, right right toward... They, they, they built it up. Ahsoka's training under Anakin. The clones are circling Ahsoka. And Anakin says, again, again, keep on training. Keep on going hard, Captain Rex. Keep on going as hard as you can until she defeats you. And little by little, she's, she's learning. She's succeeding. She's beating out these clones. And at the very end, we cut to Clone Wars Season 7, where Captain Rex takes Ahsoka into that hangar with all the clones. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been better had they cut to the moment where Order 66 was just enacted and all the clones are circling Ahsoka, including Captain Rex, and firing on her. And she's doing those same moves that you saw during this Tales of the Jedi episode. It's the same moves. The clones are circling her. I I wish they had paralleled the training to the actual real-life occurrence, which happened when she was actually being attacked. As we know, when we saw the episode of Victory and Death of the Clone Wars, she's walking out into the clones and she's firing at them across and battling with them across the hangar. So it's not really duplicating oh. and mirroring what the training was. So the situation she was walking into, that, was, wasn't, that wasn't the scene where she sort of used the training from... The lesson. So my actual not knowing the different Clone Wars episodes as well meant I enjoyed that more than you because I didn't get that. <laughs> I, I just glued those things together and went, ah, like, but ah, uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, different people will, will take different things from it. And this is the, the episode practice mix perfect. And yeah, it's the only one where I had to stop and go, hmm, hmm. It, it didn't, it didn't really end up where I thought it was. But what they gave, I, I see where they were going, and I'll take it. I'll take. It. I'm not gonna stop the. I'm not gonna stop and go. I'm not gonna watch anything else because they, they didn't satisfy my expectations. Because I could never watch a TV show and go, well, if you're not gonna fulfill my expectations, I'm out. Because you're, because then I'll have to go and do my own TV shows to fulfill my expectations. If I don't like it. You move on. And the next episode we got, which was the Resolve episode, was perfect. And I loved it because it tied into the films. It tied into everything that I hoped it would be. It tied into not just Revenge of the Sith. It tied into the Ahsoka novel. And my head was going, oh, look at all this fan service. Even though it wasn't fan service, to me it was fan service. But I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah, it's weird the fan service word because... Most of it, in effect, is fan service, but it's only called fan service when someone doesn't like the fan service. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it, it, it's like calling something. Oh, this is tasty food, and it's like, yeah, that's why you want a tasty food. Yeah, but I don't like this is too tasty. Like it's, it's just this weird. Um, like, like I, I get it because, like, I, I get that, like the, the. I don't know, the intent, like where it's like, it's too in your face or something. It, 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 like, there's not a like, way to describe it. Um, and, 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 and I always find it interesting the way people got different levels. Like the, the Ponda Barber thing in, in Rogue One, it, it, was, it was a bit rich for me <laughs> because cause I, had, I had to think about how they could be on that planet and then in the other part on Tatooine, and I know you can like la 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 blah blah, and then they're there because it's all made up, and you can just write it. But I don't like if it's like like such a cameo. I don't want to have to go. 
wait, that doesn't even seem plausible. <laughs> um, like I like it more when it's like like take for um the cameo of um the clone uh, trooper in Kenobi, where you oh. didn't you didn't expect it, but then right. when you saw him, you're like, oh, it makes so yeah. Of course, it'd be like you know, homeless veteran clones. It like, fits the story that. where most, yeah. most fan service people think do not, does not fit the story. It's just wedged in there to be fan service where that clone played by Tamara Morrison looking for change. Well, that does fit that timeline does fit that story. And a lot of, a lot of people thought that T 16 Skyhopper toy that we saw in Kenobi was all just fan service. Like maybe, but I loved it. I love that bit. Oh, when I saw that in the first episode, I was on the floor crying. I love that so much. I have to tell you, when I saw it on the set, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was blown away. But I, I did actually think I go, if I heard about this, I, I don't think I'd like it. Like, like on paper, if someone said, oh, and he's got the, to- he's going to go give him, you know, they always like got to fill in every little thing about the character of like, and it's right. like, well, that's how he got his toy. And it's like, oh. Oh, like if I was reading about the rumor online, I wouldn't be enjoying it. But standing there, seeing him hold it on Tatooine, and there's Obi-Wan, and that's Uncle Owen. I'm like, serve me up. So I didn't even have to go to craft services that day. I'd, I'd been I'd been served on set. Um, I, and, and it was an honor to be one of the first fans serviced by that Easter egg. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm glad you were there and not me because I wouldn't have held it together. I, there's no way I could have held it together if I had seen that T-16 Skyhopper that play, Luke's, that Mark Hamill plays with in A New Hope. All I right. could not have held, held it together. This is what you have to do if you're going to get on this set. You need to take some sort of like, like personal training or lessons, <laughs> like excitement containment. Like you need to learn to just to bury the, the, the excitement off your face and, and just bury it deep down. In, you know in those, in those movies where people would want to beat the lie detector so they put a tack in their shoe and they'd yes. step on it to get a whole different emotion than lying? I had to fill my shoes with tacks so I would have to step on them <laughs> if I saw a little boy carrying a T-16 Skyhopper across the set. My feet, be, my shoes be full of blood, eyes be full of tears, but still, <laughs> I would contain my excitement. I'd be on the set. That'd be it'd be space blood. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Excellent. Which would be blue or green or something. So much fun to uh, chat with you guys and uh, to get me back into the uh, the interview on the interview horse. And as you said at the start, like I was in safe hands. Like you were there <laughs> for me, and. Uh, yeah, and to think you had to fly to LA to do this <laughs> in, in 1987 to talk some Star Wars. Oh, oh, how the world has changed in many, many, many ways. Up and down, up and down. Make sure you you give Sarah my my huge thanks. I, I had a, it was just an awesome time. I hope uh, hope you guys had fun. I'm sure everyone oh, listening definitely um, yeah. Had a good time uh, listening along, and and yeah, check out the book because it is a um, it is a top product today in Star Wars history from Skywalking in Neverland dot com. Skywalking through Neverland through. through. Oh my god! At a oh, point. At a point. <laughs> Skywalking through Neverland 
dot com slash book slash book if you want to cut down that one link if you're a real someone that likes to do something in the most succinct way possible um you would do well in the empire and also adding slash book to the end of that uh that html uh no it's what is it https i don't even i'm in over my head now talking about technical (laughs) letters just go to the website click the link slash book whatever you got to do and um yeah check it out but um thanks so much richard and 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 thanks for um from growing from uh 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 uh, uh, hey to uh (laughs) to to someone i can i can chat to about star wars it's um i uh i i as someone didn't know anyone i i i appreciated the 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 friendship that you guys like offered just in passing it, it it did mean a lot to me so thank you well thank you for having us on your show and thanks for coming over to us at at celebration we had just walked into that that bar and you're the first one who came over and say hey steel it's ah. it's been a it's been a while and hey, talking to star wars fans you can just pick up anywhere and uh, despite what people think that star wars has a, has a toxic fandom yeah not really not really. It all depends on what anything can have a toxic fandom, but you you pick your own friends and and look look what happened here. Yeah, I I, I think to that is society has a toxic problem, and Star Wars is part of society. Mm-hmm. And so, do you know what I mean? It's it's sort of like it's not gonna escape because it's in everything. Do you know what I mean? Like whether all things that I follow, there's that like there's that negativity, there's that point of view. Um, there's that sort of hate and it's, it's, it's everywhere. So it's not like, like I always get defensive of, of Star Wars where it's like, oh yeah, there's like, you know, there's terrible things that come up, but it's not cause of the films or the, of, of the fandom. It's just like, that's just the percentage of humans in society that are interacting around mm-hmm. pop culture so and you, I, you, you can either fall into it or just go not for me and move on to another group of friends that we're all out there big not for me thanks um but uh yeah the yeah i had a ball thanks so me much too. Thank and, you for having um, us on. and make sure everyone goes and uh checks out skywalking through neverland for next week's episode to find out about um morally higher yeah and, and and the the costuming debacle. I love mm. a good debacle. We'll get but, to the um, bottom of this. Yeah, it'll be great to hear how some of those uh, costumes and, and the iconic Leia costume came to be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And now it's in Gus Lopez's house. <laughs> or, or on Gus Lopez. You never know. You never know. May that I... force be with you on that. On that. Let's leave you with that one. No photoshops. <laughs> Take it with that visual. <laughs> <laughs>